Welcome to The Conversation. This is Gretchen. And hi, I'm Christy. And this is Conversations to Connect. You're listening to episode 20, where we will be getting real about our relationship with ourself and dating. I think it's great having Gary on today because Gary's actually the very first person that knew we were having this podcast. Mm, it was true. That? I do remember and that. And we, the day that we decided to do it, we went out to dinner after and ran into Gary and his friend. We were talking about the podcast and I just think it's great to have him on to get a guy's perspective yes. about what it is the guys think. And he was also super excited about us doing the podcast. And initially, like before we, we didn't even have to ask. He was like, if you ever want me to come on, I'd be happy to come on. Do you remember Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're welcome. And um, it was funny that night Gretchen actually ditched me. I and, had to. Yes, you did. But Gary had a friend there. And I just remember this guy because he was, he found out that I was a therapist, which is never a good thing mm-hmm. because once people know you're a therapist. So we spent the evening listening about all of his Dating adventures. I think he was online dating. I don't want to say his name. I I believe, yeah. uh, (laughs) He was saying all these horrific stories, and he was like, I just don't understand. I keep putting myself out there and getting rejected. And then at the end of the night, he was like, so we're going out. And I was like, no. You were like, no. No, we're not. (laughs) Okay, so lesson number one. Especially not after all of (laughs) that. Exactly. Lesson number one, you don't dump your crap and then say... So, right, and then ask the girl out. Right, right. So, in terms of people not being ready, but like getting, trying to get themselves into relationships, I think that that's a good topic to kind of hone in on because I think that ultimately people want to be in a relationship, in a companionship. Not everybody, but I think that people view what their self-worth is around that, and then they mm. feel like if they're not at least trying to get into a relationship, there's something wrong with them, and then that's you know, creating all kinds of problems. So I believe that, and when I work with people, trying to get yourself together first mm-hmm. is generally a really good idea. Well, and I think coming off of what we were talking about for the past few podcasts about what is our relationship with ourselves, how do we build that and better understand ourselves, and going off of what you're saying is that when I work with people in therapy, having them do all this work on themselves and feel like, yeah, I got this. Check me out now. Oh, I'm ready. And they get into a relationship and they come in and they're like, what happened to me? It all went back to shit. Like, it's just bad now because being in a relationship is so difficult to balance both how do I take care of myself and also then how do I now tend to this relationship that I'm in without losing myself? And so I think. And can the other person do that? And can, right, right. And can the other person so do that? So good luck finding the needle in the haystack. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Can I find someone who also has been doing work on their own stuff, mm-hmm. so that I'm coming into a relationship with someone who also values the same things that I do? And I think it is very hard to find that. Yeah, definitely. Basically, I think that that's the case. But it's also it's difficult. It seems in this day and age to find people who are even willing to be in a relationship. Like uh, to yeah. your point of mm-hmm. keeping your own self-worth and your own self going along a lot of people don't want to do what it is that's necessary to be in a relationship a lot of times you'll hear people say well i'm going to be in a relationship with so-and-so but i'm not going to stop going out with my friends i'm not going and you shouldn't but i think they want to be when single is when you're out. right they want to yeah. be single and they want to also have the benefits of a relationship mm-hmm. it's hard to get someone to change and understand what that is mm-hmm to still be able to share a life with someone else and also still maintain your own self-worth, your own life mm-hmm. so that you can miss each other without, you know, mm-hmm. being single. 
I think that's a good point because it is very different. Like I tell people a lot of times who you are as a single person is not who you're going to be as a person in a relationship. It doesn't mean that you are a completely different person, but you can't be the same person that you are when you're single. I actually have a really great story about that. My husband and I, when we were dating, um, I'm a very like flirty person just generally mm-hmm. and I'm super outgoing and we were early on dating and we were in like a group of people and there was this other guy that we were kind of just like social friends with and he and I were talking and we were joking around and I was like ha ha and I like smacked him on his ass. Nice. And I didn't think anything about it because this is just who I was, especially as a single Gary, person. Are you happy to be on the podcast? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> you might get your butt smacked. No, nope, not anymore. That the payment? No, not anymore. <laughs> but it literally didn't even occur to me that this would be that my behavior would be a problem viewed in the eyes of my boyfriend because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it maliciously. Right. I wasn't doing this. Oh, I want my cake and I can eat it too. I was just being myself. Mm-hmm. And it was later on in the in the evening that he kind of came to me and he was like, "Do you have a thing for this guy?" And I, "No, what are you talking about?" And he said, "You smacked him on his ass." And I I literally didn't even know why he was questioning me. It was mm-hmm. that much out of my mind. And he yeah. was like, I'm not okay with that. And I was like, no, I totally get it. Because if mm-hmm. you did that to another woman, I would feel the same way. Sure. And it was one yeah. of those things that I just had to be like, okay, there are aspects of my single self that I have to put aside and I can no longer be a part of me if I want to be in this relationship. Right. And I do. I do yeah. want to be in this relationship. So I'm not going to smack other guys' butts. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Seems obvious, but you know. <laughs> you think, but not for me, Gary. Well, not for me. And I think that we were all so, I mean, I know that you were young. We were all in our 20s. Oh, totally. Gary and I are both divorced. So I think that we get that you're growing up as you're growing into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, like, do I even know who I am? Like, most of the right. time, not. I had no idea who I no. was. And, like, to your point of saying, okay, I want this relationship, but am I willing to give back to the other person what they're asking of me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. That's true. How long did you wait until after your divorce to start dating, Gary? Um, I would say it was probably before I actually got into a relationship. I on and off dated, you know, yeah. people here and there, but mm-hmm. nothing serious. Probably till I don't know, at least nine months. Mm-hmm. I'd say. I think for me, I waited a while, probably over a year, and because in my mind it was like, nope, you can't just bounce from one to the other, which was a good idea, but then I didn't realize that I still hadn't done that work afterwards, so everybody that I met (laughs) and dated was a hot mess. And then I read something that said, when you're dating emotionally unavailable people, you're not emotionally available, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, this is going to take some work. You're like, damn it, okay, fine. Okay, right. And so then it comes back to, for me, like, what are the ideals that I was raised in terms of a relationship? And then I learned that early on in that, that I was the type of person that was give, give, give. Mm. And then as I'm working with a lot of women, I feel like they tend to do that. Like they're giving in all different kinds of ways. They're not like focusing on themselves. And um, this idea that we as women have to put everybody else's needs before our own. Mm. And the topic of getting like vulnerable is another thing that I think we don't want to get hurt, obviously. Nobody so, does. So, no. so, and then for myself, I was like, okay, I build up all these walls because I don't want to get hurt. And so then I'm going to take care of all of these things, like yeah. my business and this relationship and this friendship. And then 
when you're not giving to yourself, you don't even realize that you're missing out on what you're really meant to do. Does yeah. That make sense? Yeah. So no, I agree. when you're building yourself, what are some things that you can think of, Gary? A lot of times for me is that like I, I am more of a relationship person. Like I, I try to have fun no matter what stage of life I'm at. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I would like to be with someone. And there are a lot of people that don't want that. But yeah, if there's people... I think if somebody is emotionally unavailable, you know, as we've talked about different scenarios, I, I guess there's a part of me, and it's weird, maybe it's my competitive side that feels the challenge to somehow gonna... make them become available. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're like, oh, you're not available? That's okay. I'll take that challenge. That's right. Don't you worry. Well, and that's, I think guys get that fixer mentality, too. Like, I'm going right. to fix things, or no, I don't right. want to be perceived as weak, or I don't want to, yeah. right. you know, lose in this sense. Maybe that's, yeah, it could be all those things. Yeah. But you're right. And a lot of times guys do, and I've done it myself, when sometimes a girl, you know, presents an issue that happened during the course of the day, I'm trying to immediately think, all right, how does this get fixed? Yeah. When in reality, sometimes, just let me say it. Yeah. yeah and right. we'll just let it drop and enjoy the evening or whatever, yeah. you know, so. Well, when it comes to competitive nature, Gary, you're in the gym a lot. and. So everybody knows we're all skipping the gym this morning. We are all skipping the gym. (laughs) Nobody went to the gym this morning, and we're all super sad about it. And it's very early, and... I know. (laughs) I know, and Chrissy, I told Chrissy, I was like, listen, we have to do it early, and I'm skipping the gym for this. And she was like, well, so am I. And then we talked to Gary, and Gary was like, I have to get my pump on. And I was like, listen, I get it too. I went, I had to work extra hard on Thursday and last night at the gym because I didn't come today. I know, I understand. So (laughs) what is that sort of culture like that you've noticed in the gym and like the competitive side? and who knows who and because we went to the same gym for a while so I think that like as a female watching what the men do it's 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 an interesting culture in and of its own it is it's like oh there you are working out no if you look at his eyes in the mirror he's not really (laughs) doing so much of that yeah that I mean that's that's the thing is that you know the culture I mean obviously it's if you're looking to date someone you like at least I do. I want them to share the same interests mm-hmm. I do. Not everything, but enough you of them. Have some especially you want to take care of your body. Yeah, like, especially the working out. Not mm-hmm. just for the obvious shallow, you know, physical things, but just because it does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, to spend time with the person I'm with doing something like that. So that to me would be important to me for mm-hmm. that. But I do see, you know, what the guys do in the gym, and I see what the girls do in the gym. What do the guys do in the gym? Well, pretty much what you just said. The glances in the mirror without being noticed, but yet being noticed. I was going to say, and just said, notice. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then you see the girls who, you uh, know. Or if you're a girl and you're, you're working out and all of a sudden there's this guy standing behind you. Just yeah, like, that's a little much. But but if you're a girl, you know, typically when you go to the gym, you know what you're working on. Yeah. yeah. I have seen them at the gym that come the day they're doing bent over rows wearing see-through white pants. And then wonder why the guys are staring at them. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. So, Be mindful of what you're wearing. Right. In an effort to get attention. And then, like, what do you feel? Like, okay, it's kind of like people's likes on social media. Like, I'm going to oh, put absolutely. this picture out there and... You know, how many To be gratified and to say that I actually mean something to someone or myself. Well, and I think it's indicative of then, again, these people's relationship with themselves. Because that's what we've talked about, too, about like when we post that kind of persona on social media, what we're trying to get is this attention, is Mm -hmm. this people like me, right? Other people like me because maybe I don't like myself. And I definitely see that when I go to the gym. And it's hard to not feed into that sometimes when you see people that 
look different than you, that are lifting heavier sure. weights than you, or that have a different body type than you, whether I'm sure whether it's a man or a woman. Right. And that it can really mess with your head. Yeah. And trying to be there just for you can be really difficult. Yeah, it can. And you do see that a lot of people taking, you know, gym selfies and yeah. things of that nature and posting them. And it's like, I don't know what, again, it goes back to your point, And I'm sure that's primarily what it is. It's just for the fact that they're trying to be, you know, get attention. Because mm-hmm. here's my thing is people will do that. And I've been told by them that, you know, oh, no, I'm doing this for myself. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, then take the picture for yourself. Mm-hmm. Does everybody else have to see it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, can have a nice little folder in your phone. Right, of, absolutely. Like, All your gym selfies. Yes. Right, exactly. Well, and I think that in terms of dating culture, too, that ties in of what do I have to give to a relationship? And I have a young in her 20s client now who's like, I'm trying to meet people and I'm trying to get out there. And so I'm doing it online because I feel like that's what everybody does. And like all of these unsolicited... <laughs> I know, like it's just awful. Unsolicited pictures that people just send, decide oh, yeah. to send to each other, yeah. and and then it's a okay. Well, I'm sort of connected with this person, and he asked me to go out, and then he said, "Well, just come over," and it was like you don't even know this person, right. and so if you're validating yourself in terms of that, or it's like, well, everybody else is doing it, and I just want to, you know, hook up with a lot of people because that's what everybody's right. doing. It kind of you know, it takes away from what it really means to be with one person. And yeah. I know, like Gary, you said, you you do enjoy being in a relationship. And what are those things that um, draw that to you? I just like the idea of, you know, having someone you can share your day with, whatever, whether it's the good or the bad, or, you know, you have an issue that needs to be worked on or a problem yeah. to solve, mm-hmm. and you have another person to sound, you know, that off of. Um, that's obviously awesome. And it's also awesome just to... Just, I don't know. For me, it's it's a comfort level, I guess. It's something that... It's nice to know there's someone there mm-hmm. besides yourself. I mean, yes, I've got a lot of friends and i got family, and that's that's its own yeah. relationship, yeah. but it's not the same as when you can share something more intimate with totally. someone. Totally. Yeah, they're sure. definitely different relationships. And it's, it's more of a, I guess, you know, and like they say, touch is very healing mm-hmm. to your soul, and not for obviously just the sex part of it but, <laughs> but, but i mean hurt. but physical no, sometimes intimacy. it can yeah right <laughs> anyways i digress um <laughs> yes physical touch but intimate that's touch. part of that's the love language and yeah. yeah and so that can be comforting soothing like they said about like people with pets mm-hmm. you know like they bring pets into the nursing homes for the elderly because they're kind of alone yeah. a lot of the time mm-hmm. so absolutely they have someone to look after something like a dog cat whatever yeah and it gives them purpose and it makes them feel better about themselves. So, I mean, I guess in that way it does. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about you should be able to feel fine on your own and do everything on your own. And that's fine. You can. But some people view that as like this, you know, moniker of strength that yeah. I don't need anybody. I can live alone. I don't need whatever. And that to me is just mm-hmm. crap. I mean, it's that's... It's a de- defense mechanism. It actually. is a defense it's mechanism. Like, okay, because... I've lived that. <laughs> of like, right. I don't need this. I've been hurt before. And mm-hmm. it's just... I can be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't need that. And then it's like, well, but it's kind of nice to have that too. Sure. And it's nice to like have something happen and can't wait to tell somebody else. I yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think it goes back to a lot in how we're raised too. And that doesn't mean that like people who weren't given these values um, can't learn them later if they want to. Yeah. But um, can you speak to your upbringing, Gary? Because I know, like, you were very close with your dad, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went through our rough period, of course, like any mm-hmm. father-son, mm-hmm. mother-daughter does. <laughs> but um, Well, what was that like? 
Uh, that was, I mean, we're a lot alike, so it was very, you know, it was difficult to go through it, but, you know, looking back as an adult, you realize, okay, that was, I knew, so I, I knew everything. That was what, right? <laughs> I knew everything. I was a teenager. Yeah. Who didn't know everything. Yeah. But then you get older and you realize, okay, all right, he was smarter than I thought he was. and. Right. But I saw my parents struggle. I mean, I remember one time coming home from school at 3 o'clock and my dad is sitting downstairs and I thought it was weird because he never was there mm. until at least 6. Mm-hmm. So I remember asking him what was going on and he just said, you know, if somebody asks you who you want to live with, say you want to live with both of us. And I was like, what? Whoa. What yeah. is going... Basically, they were going... And I knew they were going through a tough time. It was just, you know, I didn't know it would get to this level. Yeah. But they decided to work on it. And they did. And their relationship got stronger. And it just, you know... So I have that background as well. Yeah, and, and And it's kind of also made me not give up on things yes. in relationships. And that's it. We brought that up the last time, too. It's this, you know, everybody wants to feel good. Like, I don't want to feel bad. But then mm-hmm. when conflict hits, people oftentimes go their separate ways. Whether it's divorce or it's conflict over time. But... Really, that staying with somebody long-term, there's a lot of growth that happens. Sure. And a lot of, like, hurt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, we talked about vulnerability. So mm-hmm. you have to really put yourself out there in order to get the good stuff. What are some of the beliefs that you kind of got from your parents, whether it was, like, a direct or even just observing their relationship about relationships, mm-hmm. about your relationship with them or relationships like marriages and partnerships. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. that would say that would be one that, that just because things get hard, you don't give up. Uh-huh. You don't walk away. You know, I saw something on I don't know if it was Facebook or where, but it was one. It was an older picture of an older couple, and it said, "Back in our day, we fixed things. We didn't oh. just throw them away." Mm-hmm. Just as a relationship advice kind of thing, and I that to me, I thought was. You know, I love that statement because that's kind of who I am now. Having said that, I've also stayed too long in relationships when I realized that, you know, I probably should have left. You so know. What, what's behind that? Um, the fixing mentality? Maybe the fixing, but also maybe, I, you know, hate to admit, not wanting to be alone or mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, enjoying. Because no, yeah. when relationships are good, they're awesome, oh, yeah. I think. But so, yeah, you don't want to lose that. You, yeah. You know, I tend or have in the past looked at the scenario of here's what we were like when everything was great. Yeah. And I hold on to that. Yeah. Even though it may not be at that point anymore. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Well, and as you're getting to know somebody, too. So I want to clarify, sticking something out and working through something is different than trying to make something work with somebody that isn't right for you. Yeah. And right. so in couples counseling, it's like it's. Two years of people going through like their life and their cycles for you to know who that person is and if it's somebody you want to work through it. So if you're six months in and you're like struggling to make things work and you're already in couples counseling or you're trying right. to figure things out, that's probably not it. Because I had somebody once say, you know, I always ask, why are you with this person? And then I watch the other person to see like, do they light up when they talk about how they met? Do they know the reasons that they want to be with that person? And one time in particular, it still sticks in my mind. The guy said, well, I don't want to be alone, and I don't want to hurt her. And I thought, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And the girl was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to do this work, and that couple did not stay together. But, I mean, it's working through this, what is my investment, what is the other person's investment, is it going to be something worthwhile down the road, or am I just afraid of being alone? Well, I think that really then does also go back to 
our relationship with ourselves. Why are we staying in a relationship just for relationship's sake, just right. to be mm-hmm. with someone. And I, I see that a lot too with people that are staying in relationships that they on on a very deep level know is not right for them. And they'll say like, is it exactly what I want? No, but he cares about me or she cares about me. They put up with me. Yeah. They tolerate. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. Yeah. I hear it yeah. all the time mm-hmm. because we think if I don't like myself, if I don't love myself, if I think, man... No one's going to love me. And then you say you love me. Or maybe you just say you like me. I might be willing to put my hopes of having a different kind of relationship aside just because this person is willing to be with me. Mm-hmm. And that gets in the way a lot. Yeah. I think also, too, it comes back to the dating sites and the dating culture of today is that, you know, you, you meet people. And you come to realize that they're not ready, mm. but they think they are. And so a lot of times that scenario of sticking it out also might be because look at what's out there. Right. <laughs> so I'm not willing to get back into that cesspool again right. just yet well, to find little, the right person. Right. Talk a little bit more about that because I have never experienced dating culture as it is now. And I hope you never have I to. I hope I never I have to too. Know. Knock on wood. I hope I never have to as well. But talk about that, like for you and Christy, you as well, because I know you have experienced some of that. How has that changed for better or worse? For me, and again, don't get me wrong, I've met a lot of nice people, but unfortunately there's a lot of misrepresentation going on. Oh, yeah. Not just with somebody's looks, but their personalities, their likes, dislikes. They, you know, they seem to want to make themselves be a person that they think is most marketable to everybody mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally meet them and talk to them more and you're realizing, but that's not what you said on your profile. Right. <laughs> and, and that picture, right. when the hell was that? Yeah, that looked a little <laughs> bit different. I mean, that, the, were the you wide, angling that? What? <laughs> the wide lapel should have given that away. But yeah, so that's the problem is that it is very difficult. I mean, and there are places you can go and pay money. You know, to have a matchmaker find you people. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, think about it. That You would think, because you see that TV show, oh, right. Ma- Millionaire Matchmaker, mm-hmm. that it would be just easy. But it's not. And even that scenario isn't good because there's still a lot of people there that aren't fully ready. Right. Say they are that they aren't. But that's the problem. Yeah. And I guess it comes back to self-aware. It does. Yeah. Are you self-aware enough to know where you are? And a lot of people are not self-aware. No. No. Well, and so my experience, this is going back a couple of years because when I went online, I was like, oh my God, I I fought it for so long and then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm a busy person. This is how people meet these days. And then I was like, shit. Like, there's a lot (laughs) of crap out there. Yeah. And I'm a person that attracts that crap, like just from somebody in a room. (laughs) So the amount is overwhelming it can be. And then I found it to be like, just re- for personally, I mean, because some people have met, um, but I've noticed over time, at least over the last few years, that it's gotten a lot worse. It's in gone terms down. Of people not really being ready and just like using that for a means of, means to an end, which is fine for some people. But, or killing um, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or bored. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the thing. Like, okay, so then you're messaging back and forth with this person. Like, I really don't even know you. And then it's kind of like oh, good morning, and it's like, no, I, again, yeah. I don't really know you, and then <laughs> you get sick of talking to them, or they just fall off, or whatever, and then it's just like, okay, so I wasted a lot of time there, and then, um, so I re- I only went out with two people that I met 
and one person didn't even live in Pittsburgh, and I was like, oh, that's probably why I'm attracted to you. Exactly why. You are not close to me. Yes. What's this, interesting this is... This might actually work. I don't ever have to see you? Perfect. Yes. What's interesting is because when I was dating, which again, wasn't online dating, I feel like it was similar. There were a lot of people that weren't ready. I wanted Mm -hmm. a relationship. I don't know if I was necessarily ready because I didn't know myself very well. I didn't have a lot of awareness, but very much meeting guys and that seemed to be interested. And then, Hey, here's my number. Give me a call. And then nothing. And then I would see them out again and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you didn't call me. And like, they knew how to play me to be like, Oh yeah, it's just been whatever. And like, give me a lot of attention when they were there. And then I was like, okay, but you're going to call me this time. Right. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to call you nothing. And so it was very Mm -hmm. much the same thing of people saying that they're ready. People saying that they're interested and that maybe they're not really interested or they're putting in time like you were talking about I want my cake and I can eat it too I'm going to try this but I'm also maybe talking to all these other people because Mm -hmm. I've got all my feelers out there and if you're spreading yourself that thin how can you ever really find a relationship and is that even what you're looking for even though you're saying that yeah no you 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 have a favorite online date story I don't know um I was gonna say because I have two so the second one (laughs) yeah I mean, it, I guess it just comes back to the representation. Like you were saying yeah. about even not online, you ran into that. And that is true, except that in the online realm, you're being broadcast out to people you normally would never run into. Yeah. In your, uh-huh. So for that reason, dating sites work. But now you're also having to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you're saying all these things about yourself that like if you just meet somebody at a bar or at the grocery store, it's just a run-in moment. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, the old-fashioned way now you call it. But right. so weird. But now, yeah, exactly. Or being introduced through friends. Well, and then you have to again be confident and self-aware to be able to talk back to somebody right on the spot, like not thinking like, okay, here's some dots. I'm like typing. I'm thinking what I'm going to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the other issue. It's like I will try to also want to call someone. Like I, I want to meet them within the first week or call. Mm. I, I mean, both actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I had um, this girl, the, you know, a couple weeks ago that I met and was talking to her and she was, I said, can we talk? And she's like, aren't we doing that right now? I said, well, actually I met with our ear holes and our mouth holes, <laughs> you know, not like texting. on the phone. Yeah. Right. Hearing each other's, and it was like a foreign concept, but, yeah. and, and some people appreciate that. Some people don't. And I get that because, mm-hmm. you know, we are busy and it, in texting, you can be in the middle of, you know, whatever, cleaning or painting. Right. And then shoot a text here and there and still have a conversation going but mm-hmm. it is definitely more disconnected though it is oh, definitely. definitely more disconnected and that and so yeah getting back to dating stories and and yeah it's, it's going out finding someone finally meeting them rather and then coming out and finding they either don't look like they said they did or again they're not the person they projected themselves to be and it's like all you can think of is your head is like why right. did you lie about this stuff? I mean, this is now you just wasted your night. I wasted my right. night. I was going to say, and actually, so I met three people because that was the situation too. And as soon as I walked in the door, I was like, oh shit, turn around. Like, and then I was like, Ugh. all right, I'm a therapist. I can talk to anybody for an hour. Oh, and it's just like, oh my gosh. But like, yeah, like you said, it is, why would you misrepresent or try and put yourself out there when you're not ready? Well, I know why people misrepresent because <laughs> I talk about this with people yeah. all the time and I did it myself. I don't think that I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're going to like oh, me for who right. I am. Yeah. I think, and I, I hear from people talking about 
the dating rules, yeah. right? Oh God, I hate that. Rules, like all the yeah. books that there are on <laughs> uh-huh. how to go about dating. Now you go out on a date and then if you, it went you well, you wait of, this yeah. amount of time. No, forget that. If you like someone, tell them. Yes. Right. You had a good date, say it right there. Gary, this was really fun. When can I see you again? Yeah. Right. Immediately. People don't do that because I'm scared of looking needy. I'm scared of looking right. like too much. I'm scared of this. So it's the fears that we have. I, I'm not confident in myself. I don't like myself. So again, I don't believe that you will. So if I think that I'm unattractive, I'm going to doctor up my photo and hope that yeah. once you meet me, <laughs> maybe I can yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Or I've also worked with a lot of people, whether it was online dating or in person, that hid parts of themselves, didn't talk about mm-hmm. things that they did or liked or pretended to be people that they're not in order to get someone to like them. And my response to them was always, but then what? So then you're stuck in this relationship because now you're in the relationship. Mm -hmm. They do like you. They like the person that they think you are. Now what? Are you going to slowly, hopefully, like let go of that person and hope that, well, now they're in for how many months, years, and they'll just be like, well, I've been in this far. Or are you then stuck being a facade for the remainder of your relationship? Neither one of those things feels good. Well, and I'm happy that you said that, Gretchen, too, because that goes back again to what are our core beliefs about ourselves, what did we learn as we were growing up, and what you were speaking to of, I don't want to feel needy, that's like people that are anxious, so they're creating all these scenarios in their mind, and all of a sudden this person is on a pedestal, and this relationship is on a pedestal, and I don't want to push that person away, so I'm just going to do whatever in order, and oftentimes those people interestingly enough, are attracted to people who are avoidant in their attachment styles. So the closer that they get, the further that they want to run. So then it feels like everything's going well, and then, oh, shit, they disappeared. They must not like me. And then I'm creating. So stories that we create in our head, narratives that we have, those are working against us most of the time. You talking about putting the relationship on the pedestal is like, yes, hitting the nail on the head. Because I know I went through that. I think, again, early on in relationships, we do that and so being able to create this balance between if anything my relationship with myself needs to be on the pedestal Mm -hmm. and then the other relationship is below it maybe equal to but definitely at times below it and so can you talk about like what has your been experience with that your relationship with yourself how has that changed over time and how has that maybe gotten lost or found in dating and yeah, relationships? I would say, yeah, I would say what you're talking about. I've, I've done that as well yeah. where I have met someone, thought they were the greatest thing ever. You know, and again, it's the honeymoon phase. Everybody oh, feels totally. that way. Yes. But yeah, you come to later realize that they, yeah, they're still great people. It's not that they're not, but it wasn't what you projected it to be. And it's maybe like, for instance, you're talking about not wanting to look needy. Yeah. Um, and sadly, everybody takes interest or a desire for someone to look like, oh, look at them. They're so needy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a bad thing now. Yeah. I know. Everybody complains or I hear, I've heard girls, you know, complain about, I didn't get this, that, or the other thing from my other guy, but then they've gotten that from me just cause that's who I am naturally. And then they don't want that either. I'm thinking, well, what exactly yeah, what do, do you, you want? want? But they don't know. I, that's the end. thing. Right. And the thing is, is that I understand that, it, you know, it's. You want to be challenged, or you want to be a challenge without being challenging. Because mm-hmm. obviously you can't totally roll over and give somebody everything. Because yeah. then you're, they're not challenged enough to want you anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've also been guilty of that myself. So it is difficult in this day and age to find that right balance or find people that 
you know, I in, in my head, like you said, about the, the heaven and desire. Yeah. You should be allowed to say that. If you had a great date, like you said, yeah. you should be able to say that without fear of them thinking, wow, relax. Woo! Yeah. You're going too fast. Well, and if they do you know, think that, wrong person. Well, absolutely. Or because very superficial person. Right. Right. And that's Either way, point. not the right person yeah. for you in that moment. Yeah. And that's the one thing that you have to realize. And that's the self-aware part of it or understanding how to go from where... Looking at that person saying, man, they're really great. I would love to have something with them. But clearly, if this frightens them, this is nothing. This is just the beginning of a relationship. That's the way you should feel. Yeah. And if that scares them, then maybe... But you have to have self-worth in right. order to be able to do that. In order to be able to go in and say those things, yeah. right? I have to be confident and, and have self-worth and determination. Like Christy said, I have to be like, okay, let's do this. Hey, I really like you. This was really fun. I want to do this again. Yeah. Knowing that, the response from you might be like, whoa, Tiger, slow your mm-hmm. roll. Yeah. And I have to be okay with not being hurt by that and knowing, well, that right. has nothing to do with me. I know what I want. You clearly don't want the same thing. Good. Nice meeting you. See you later. Bye. Right. right. Well, no, and you're something right. that's annoying from, okay, Gary, you brought up before about like kind of um i said it was a distraction of people being busy and independent yeah like not wanting to necessarily put themselves out there but like owning a business and trying to do my own thing in dating and again this is going back to people that are very unemotionally available like i would hear so many times like oh i can't bring anything to your life i'm just Um. still in school or i am trying to get my finance together or i'm i'm this or i'm that and it's like but why don't you feel good about like here i am as a person like and that's enough no matter what it is that i have going on because i think that and Gary, you can answer this to me. Like, especially men, if a woman is more successful, they see that as like, okay, I can't threatening. Yeah, threatening <laughs> is the word. It can be. It depends on the type of guy you are. And and I've dated girls that are, you know, financially, business wise, much more successful than me. And I didn't. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did they act? In the also, local ladies. Uh, Gary is single. He is <laughs> taking numbers. If you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Message us at conversations. No, don't message us. But no, to my. All of a sudden, we become the matchmaker. Right. I didn't know this was going to turn into this, but I'm okay with it. Um, No, but basically, these women, obviously, being you know um, successful in what they do, they were already strong people, and I admired that. I admired those types of things, and a lot of guys are threatened by that. And it's not about being a man, not a man, or strong-willed or whatever. To me, I think, like, that's a great thing. It's great that you did that. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. That's not you. You're this person. This just happens to be the job you do. And same with me, and to your point about why can't you just be okay with the person I am, obviously you can't have a complete train wreck either. But right. at the same time, is it is... Yeah, well, <laughs> another, another story, story for another <laughs> podcast. But, um, Gary, we've been friends too long, don't put my I won't. Anyways, but um, but yeah, at that point, in a relationship is about two people, right? Yeah, not about like I've had I, I'm not going to put anybody on blast or about this, but (laughs) that will call a guy that they went out on a date with. Oh, I went out with a doctor, or I went out with a lawyer. Like, Mm. isn't his name Jim or Joe or whatever? Why is he his profession? Um, you know what I mean? Because that's what they Status. focus on. Right. That's important to them. And so that's why, you know, you get a lot of unhappy people well, because they I... focus on those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, that comes from, you know, societal beliefs, potentially, right? right? Like right. what well, we're being taught about 
what we should quote unquote be looking for aspire to yes yes i would say men versus women that's a definite thing because i was talking to a guy recently and i was like oh yeah that is kind of a good point that as a woman like i'll do that too like what is it that they do or what Mm. and you have to be really careful about that because it's not all about that but he this guy was talking he said that men are much more likely to be like oh this woman is a waitress or a nanny or whatever like and the woman's feeling bad about herself because that's what she does but the guy doesn't care he wants to be like that person but Mm -hmm. say the role is reversed and the guy is like a mechanic or like a a, a, like a blue collar worker yeah Yeah. Yeah. and that and that the woman is like well he only does that will make an excuse for what it is that he does but he's a really good person and i'm like that's not fair it's really you know and as in society i think that as women you know, hopefully more equal to men that we don't lose sight of, like the things that are important to be in touch with our femininity, you know, because it's easy to be a mass or masculated as a woman when you are successful. To your point about that, it seems, and what I'm noticing now, it seems like in the dating world is that women are almost proud or brag about being more of a man than a man. And I'm right. not, I'm not going to deny that. I mean, a lot of men in the society have become more like a woman mm-hmm whether that's through divorcing and always being with their mom or whatever Mm -hmm, the situation causes. But, and I've even had some of my friends that'll say that. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that's what men want is for you to be a man? No. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. I just think, well, and there's not, there's nothing wrong with a girl being strong and being able to handle her own life and take care of her own uh, life. But that's actually attractive, at least to me. And I would assume most men, but Sometimes they take it to the point where they try to be too much of the man. Mm. And they try to outman the man. Yeah. And then sometimes guys are just like, you know what? I'm not going to argue with it. Whatever. If that's what you want to do, do it. Mm -hmm. And now they look like the woman. Right. (laughs) You know? So. Well, and in the case for a lot of people, again, that aren't ready or haven't done their own work, like what are they running from that they're they're chasing success instead of getting in touch with right yeah. back to it's an excuse not to be in a relationship if they if right. that's what they want mm-hmm. i mean more often than not i think in any relationship when we are finding dissonance or problems that are coming up we have to stop and say what of my stuff is influencing yeah. my behavior what if your stuff is influencing your behavior and how are they coming into a perfect storm to create this issue in our relationship right. and so you can't I mean, you can have a relationship if you don't know yourself, Mm -hmm. but you really can't have a relationship that most of us, I think, are hoping to have if we aren't open to not only understanding ourselves, but being willing to understand our partner and know that, listen, they're going to have the good and they're going to have the bad. And so are we. You pick the person, not the problems. Correct. So while this person isn't going to have this issue, it's going to be, there's always going to be something. Well, and it's really interesting because you guys were talking about how like women being maybe really powerful or having big better jobs or things like that. Like that actually was an issue within my relationship that I didn't even anticipate because I don't see my husband or when I was dating him, I didn't see him for his job. I didn't see, I saw him for him. I liked his personality. I liked who he was, all of those things. And we met three months before I was leaving to go to grad school. Right before I left, he and the whole time that I was in grad school off and on, there was this constant, like he was really struggling with being with a woman that not was like smarter than him because it made him feel stupid, Mm -hmm. but he had a hard time believing that I would stay with him 
because he didn't have a higher degree than me or the equal degree. So he was constantly like, you're going to go off to grad school and meet somebody else who also was getting their master's degree, who also was doing this. And you're going to realize that you don't want to be with me. And I just kept being like, I can't understand how you think this because I don't even look at you at that way. And I had to say it over and over and over. Like your degree means nothing to me because we can talk and we can have insightful conversations and it has nothing to do with your level of schooling or what job you have. Like that means nothing. Your status does not define who you are as a person. But those were his own things that he had to work through. Right. Right. And I'm happy that you brought that up, Gretchen, because I didn't even see this at the time. I was married to my husband and I completed my master's degree and I remember sitting at the table and we had my family and his family, and it was like a dinner at Pitt um, for, I forget what it was, but... One being of my, like, yay, I got my master's. Yeah, well, like <laughs> some kind of something. And one of my professors came over, and she was, you know, saying hello to everybody or whatever, and she <laughs> said to my husband at the time, I really enjoyed Christy in our class. Like, I feel like she brings a lot to the table, and he was like, yeah, money. And I was <gasps> wow. like, what was that about? Like, afterwards, and he's like... You know, it's just like a uh, a piece of paper. But again, it depends on how you... And now I look back at that and I was like... Wow, oh. he was insecure. He was very insecure because he didn't complete school. But I never thought of it in that way. But Right, again, you didn't view it that way, but his issues affected your relationship. And they did when we got married because yeah. getting married was not a priority to him. I, that was just a piece of paper. So it became very important to me not to push that or to say... <laughs> Hey, when are we getting engaged? This and that. That was all his decision. So I really believed at the time that he made that decision based on what he wanted. And I think it was more based on what was supposed to happen. Mm. Again, like society says, okay, you've been dating this long time to get married. Yeah. Well, to that point, it's a very simplistic answer, but communication is key in any of those things because... Yes. Talk more to, about to that. To your point, <laughs> you mean communicate? Yes, yes. please. Okay. So basically, use your mouth hole. That's right. Share Thank words you. with us. Well, then you use your ear hole. <laughs> okay, we'll use my ear hole. Anyways, so yeah, but basically, if you, like you said, being self aware, realizing like what is it that I have going on inside me that's influencing whatever we have together going on, if you can sit down and talk about it and at least say, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about whatever the scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is why I felt like I felt or said what I said or did what I did, and that person can understand. Or at least try to be empathetic. You have to. And that's the thing is you have to have two people. They always said that like a good marriage is is two really good forgivers. Mm-hmm. And you have to be empathetic with each other. You have to understand. You may not fully because you've never been through whatever they've gone through. Totally. At least say, I'm not sure how I would how I would handle that or how that would make me feel, but I can see why you might have been thinking this or did that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. And if, if one person is not that or doesn't want to talk about it, is not a good communicator, then it's going to really make it difficult yeah. Yeah. to reach the solution there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a important thing to do then to be authentic with yourself and to, and to the other person. Because again, you can't do that, right? Yeah. You can't fully understand me and what I'm going through, everything, if I'm putting on a facade. If I'm being fake, if I'm giving you what I think you want... And then really that's not who I am. Eventually that's even going to be worse because now we have my other stuff that I'm not showing you plus the fact that I'm being fake right? Right. in who I am. Well, and a lot of people, a disproportionate amount, I'd say, say, well, this isn't great, but at least I know what I'm getting. 
You know, if <laughs> I, that's what I was talking I end, about before. Yeah, if I end this relationship now, what if I never find and that's, all of these stories about ourselves and what it means to be single because. Being single can be pretty awesome. Yeah. You have, a lot of, <laughs> right. you have a lot of time to really do the things you want to do. The grass is always greener. Always. I say this mm-hmm. to my one client all the time because she's like in her mid-30s and has been dating in and out, in and out. And she's in a relationship now, but when she was single, she was just like, I don't know. Like, I've been living my whole life trying to find the one, trying to find that person that I want to marry. And I look at my married friends and I'm like do I want that? (laughs) You know? And then she says, and I look at my friends that are having kids and I'm like, yeah, like I think I want kids. And then she goes, but do I want that? And being married and having kids, I say to her, I say, I am jealous of your ability to just do whatever you want and not have to consider a partner and children. And she said, I'm jealous that you have a partner and children because I don't have anyone to share my life with. I don't have the, and I said, the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. Like, do I love my husband? Yes. Do I love my children? Yes. Do I want that to be over? No. Do I miss being single at times? Yes. (laughs) Have I said to my husband, as I've said on previous podcasts, I think, man, damn children. Cause he'd be like, do you want to, do you want to go to the bar? You want to walk down the street? I'm like, what, just leave the kids in bed? He's like, ah, forget them. You know, we Someone don't. Someone was telling me the other day, I was talking about my yoga um, training, and they were like, and, and Gretchen's like, oh, taking off to, to go two and a half weeks, I have kids. Always. And I was, I'm like, oh man, damn kids, they ruin everything. They do. But I love them so much. They do, no, but I, I love them so yes. much that you're like, oh, fine, I'll let you ruin me for a few more right. years. And it's about like your owning your life choices and making the best of whatever situation you've decided to be in. Absolutely. Well, I work with people who've been married for a long time and they always think that because I'm single or other people that I work with are single, like, oh my God, it's pretty much what you're saying. And I know, and I've been through the marriage with the kids and like, that's, you know, the best thing ever. Yeah. But... I also understand the the freedom side of things now, and I so I understand their point. But and you know they always say, "Man, I would just like to live through you just one weekend." And I said, "Let me just you know to your point about the grass is greener." I said, yeah. I, I don't know what you think it is you see going on out here with me, but it is not what you think it is. Right. I said, "It is hell." But that's what's <laughs> to funny. To a degree, is, is it can that... be a lot of fun, but it can be very well you know, to our if stories. That's not what you're wanting at right. that time. And that's why the grass is greener. You know, you're looking at them being like, I don't want to go out and try to find another girl to see if this is the person. Like, I'm sick and tired of that. But the guy on the other side is like, no, I know I found my girl, but man, it would be fun to just go out. Because I think that too. Like, it would be fun to just go out and smack some more asses. It's (laughs) easy. You know, like... All right. It's easy to do that. I'm here. There you go. It's easy to do that when you have the safety net of a relationship. Exactly. Because there's no risk at all. Well, and thank you. Say that again. It's easy to have that thought when you have that safety net. Yes, yes. It is. But, and also, these people in longer term relationships, are they really happy? Or are they Mm. looking at you and saying, ugh. I've been with this chick for 30 yeah. some years and you know, whoever's let themselves go and they're not happy and they're not taking care of themselves. Um, there is a uh, TV show, the queer. I, I just, oh, my yes. sister I, I got me watching show. that and I love it. But it's like every single one of those stories are people that have let themselves go because they don't feel worthy and like their confidence is mm-hmm. gone. Sure. So that can really happen in a relationship, especially over time. And then people take each other for granted. I have a friend, my neighbor, and he was talking about the guys that he works with. And again, it's like blue collar, 
town here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But um, he said that a lot of the guys are like, ugh. You, you know, you get to go hunting or this or that. Like, I would give anything, like, just to kind of get away from my wife. And he mm-hmm. was like, get away. Like, I take her with me. She's my best friend. And those right. two, like, I know a great amount of people who are in amazing relationships and still love each other. And yeah. that's worth waiting for. Oh, absolutely. That's worth, you know, we enjoy the same things. We give each other space to be apart and be our own person. But it takes time to really learn that. I actually went to school with this couple. They met and started dating when we were juniors. Mm-hmm. And we just had, I think it was last fall, we had a um, like a mini reunion. And it's been, you know, so many years they've been together forever. And they still, no joke, act like they did in high school. Mm-hmm. Joking with each other, having fun with each I other. And that's what I, I love like about that. I want, that's exactly what I want. And, yeah. I've, and I've had that with some girls, obviously. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't go to the direction I wanted them yeah. to go. But I mean, I have had that. So? And when you, well, I mean, I'm obviously the single. I thought you meant the girl. I was like, what did they do? <laughs> no, no, the relationship mean, didn't last. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so I enjoy that. I yeah, love being yeah. able to, like, for instance, my everybody has their own likes, dislikes, quirky whatever's about them, and it's so cool when you can find somebody that either shares a lot of those or, you know, interacts well with those. And so when you do find that. It is another reason why it's hard to let go mm-hmm. when it's maybe not in the direction you'd like it to be. It's funny because just on Easter, you were talking about seeing that couple in the reunion and being like, it's like you guys are still in high school. Um, we were at Easter at my husband's family and the kids were doing an Easter egg hunt outside and like they had just finished. We were kind of like milling about and my husband and I thought we were like off to the corner and kind of just like canoodling with each other and like hugging and like kissing and stuff like that. My oldest son, who's nine and a half, walks by and he goes, cut it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> about the usual response. And I started busting out laughing and then we turn around and like everyone's watching us. Like everybody's just being like, check out the two lovebirds over here. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's fun to be able to have that and to be able to find that. And so knock on wood, I well, hope it doesn't go away. Right, right. <laughs> well, it takes effort. So yes. there's so a difference much work. between, yes, seeing it as like work that's not really meant to be an effort that it takes to be in a relationship. Because yeah. you've sure. talked about that before, Gretchen, too, of like, do you have the time for a relationship? Do you have like the resources for a relationship? Yes. And people need to get real with themselves, but I don't think they want to. And a lot of the time. So I agree. they're running from their own <clears throat> shit. And then it's like, oh, well. They run right into a relationship. This person's going to make me happy, but yeah. nobody is going to make you happy. No. And it really is. It takes an inordinate amount of effort from both people. Yeah. And I think it's really hard. When, communication. When you find a relationship where you want to put in the effort. Yeah. Because you see the worth in doing that. And the other person doesn't want to. And that's really yeah. hard. Is... You know, we, we have to be in a relationship where we both want the same thing. And so if I want to be in a relationship and you don't, it's not going to work, you know, and, and that's disappointing. And hearing the word effort isn't necessarily, and I don't know how people will take this out there. Sometimes people think effort, oh, it should be effortless. It shouldn't um, be, effort. even the best marriages, relationships, whatever, take effort. Yes. But in many ways, it's true. It is effortless because it, you, you don't it. view it as, just like they say, if you find something you love to do you never work a day in your life yeah so this is kind of similar to this if you really love that person really care about that person yes it is effort but if you enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. like i enjoy making the person i'm with happy like whatever that takes yeah whether it's sacrificing myself which whether that's good or bad remains to be seen right (laughs) next podcast but uh (laughs) 
But no, I mean, it, like, it makes me happy because I was with somebody who they had to abruptly move. Mm. I was supposed to go to a party that night. They wanted me to go to the party, and I knew that she was struggling with this really quick, abrupt move and yeah. trying to do it alone. And, you know, I left, I went home, I started getting ready for the party, and all I kept thinking in my head was just how upset she was and how a daunting task that would be for her. And I would never have had fun at I all at this right. party. Yeah. Because all I would be thinking of was her, and I just said, screw it. And I went to her house, mm-hmm. and I showed up, and when she opened the door and saw me there, the look on her face was worth, you know, missing a thousand parties. Yeah. yeah. So that made me happy. Yeah. So I don't know if we can qualify that as sacrificing myself, but... Well, no, it's a choice, though, and I think that that's okay, and that's where you're talking about, like, the effort that you're putting in. Yes, it's effort, and there are times when, yeah, it's a lot of effort, but for the most part, it's not, and I agree with you. Like, I've been with my husband for 13 years, and has there been effort? Has there been work? Absolutely, but every day all day, multiple times a week, no. There are definitely times we're putting in effort. There are times when it just seems like we're coasting and things are great, Mm -hmm. and there are times when they seem like we're putting in a lot more work. But what you're talking about of like making a choice, you that also was good for you, right? To be able to do something for a person that you cared about. So yes, she benefited from that, but so did you. Mm -hmm. And you know, like as long as you're making the choices also that benefit you, in balance with the choices that you're like, well, this is a sacrifice that I'm making, right? It probably didn't feel no, like a sacrifice. Yeah, it didn't feel like a sacrifice. So in that sense, it, it benefited both of you. Yeah, no, I would agree. And that's that's kind of how I view it. But sometimes I do, to your point earlier about balance, sometimes I am unbalanced in that. And then I do too much. And then I become too, like I said before, I'm not a challenge anymore. Right. So right. therefore, I don't know if that is a good or a bad thing. Well, <laughs> My thing is well, and again, when you say like the guy doesn't want women to be like too emasculated, like I think it goes both ways. Like women really value a guy who can be in touch with their emotions, but at the same time, when it becomes too much, like that can be flooding. Yeah, you know, saying like that's a little bit too much, and yeah, again, balance in everything. Yeah, and I think that from I want your opinion though, Gary. From like men, when it comes to emotions, and especially like we were talking about the gym culture and like having to be the tough guy. What do you find among, like, the chatter amongst men when it comes to ma- being vulnerable in relationships? Like, do guys even talk about that? Um, yeah, I think that's, again, the whole women, men, men, women yeah. thing yeah. from before. I, I mean, yeah, I do think guys do talk about it more now, but they also still want to put up that front of, you know, I'm strong enough on my yeah. own. I don't yeah. need anybody. I'm just going to jump from girl to girl to girl because that's, you know, what guys do, right? So that's what they perpetuate. Um, but yeah, they do. They do talk about it. But And again, that male, I hate to give the male women label, but it's kind of like this one's avoiding, this one's anxious. And yeah. it's just a dance that goes around that nobody's really getting anywhere. And in that scenario, it becomes one feeds the other. You know totally. what I mean? Because the girl or the guy, whichever, does want a relationship and being genuinely honest and straightforward like you said about I had a great time let's do this again and that's all you're doing but again if you're not ready on the other side I've used this analogy before like for instance there's two people that like somebody (laughs) so whether it's you know two girls that like me or two guys that like you guys 
they both do literally identical thing, but you're only interested in one. So this one over here that you're not really interested yeah. in is doing these three things. Mm -hmm. You don't like that. It's bothering you. Yeah. It annoys you, whatever. This girl over here who you are interested in does the identical three things, but you think it's adorable because that one is the one you're interested in. Right. So the same here. It's 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 To your point earlier, it's not the right person because if a girl or a guy is really interested and does show that, that shouldn't be a weakness. That, I mean, that's what everybody is looking for. Absolutely. You want that from someone because you, you don't want to guess. Nobody wants no. to guess where they stand with someone in the relationship. And if they're willing to make it known, you know, like the statement of, you know, tell the people that you love today that you love them because they may not be here tomorrow. Yeah. And, and you should be allowed to do that without fear of looking like you're anxious. So I think, I think that's, you know, there's, that's a lot of the challenges there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and to that point too, of what stage is the relationship? Okay. I think this is adorable now. And two years from now, you're really getting on my nerves. Do I really <laughs> right. think it's adorable? Mm -hmm. Your breathing yeah, is totally. annoying me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is also why you are, do not stay quiet about things that truly annoy you. Like yes. there's, right. there's a difference between, again, is this something that I'm struggling with because I have a belief that these kinds of behaviors or this, that, you know, men shouldn't be like this or women shouldn't be like this or whatever. Right. Or is it really something genuinely that you're like, well, they love to like, I don't know, rub my feet and you just hate having your feet touched. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like, Oh, I love it. And then like years down the road, be like, Oh my God, if you touch my feet one more time, <laughs> it's like, what? All of this has been a facade. Well, I think, I think it's important, too, to remember whatever pressures people are getting from society or social media, because I've known some couples that I know these couples, and when that picture goes up and they just look happy as can be, it's like, really? Like, what? why are you trying to project these things out there? And again, it's about that need for attention and belonging and saying, like, I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. okay. Like, I'm not... But we all struggle. We all have problems. Totally. And right. I think that when I went through my divorce, one thing that stuck out, I told Gretchen earlier, was immediately everybody's like, oh, well, you'll find somebody. Or, well, you'll do this. And mm -hmm. it's this... Don't worry. There's yeah. more women out there. There's right. more men out there. Right. Right. Well, and it also brings me back to um, my sister and I were meeting with my aunt she did our ancestry tree and it was mm -hmm. super cool to kind of like look back four generations and crazy like who was who and as a therapist i'm like this is fascinating yeah. i want to know more what kind of um welder was he or what you know <laughs> yeah. a jeweler of what kind and how did those two meet and but they don't give you that kind of information so you have to kind of get it secondhand stories but it really stuck out to me that as we were going through all of these generations it was like okay this person married this person, and here were all of these kids. And here, so they had some backstories, but then there was a lot of people. It was like, never married, no kids. Okay, and then this one, and I was like, wait, but that's a whole story, <laughs> right? And for everybody out there, like living your story, I think that that's the most important thing. You don't have to have certain things in your life in order to be worthy. Yes, so, true. If yeah. you want them, yeah. If that is, if you want that to be a part of your story, mm -hmm. because that's what you want, great. But if it's not what you want, that's okay. Right. Well, and be ready and be intentional. Be really intentional with where you're at, where you're headed, and is this something that I really want? Because people get hurt very easily when, yeah. when they're putting themselves out there and another person is already and knows it. It hurts. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it does. Thanks so much, Gary, for coming Absolutely. on. Thanks this was for really me. great. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours. So we definitely need to do the Gary series for sure. Okay. Gary series. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Well, thank you for coming, Gary. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Conversations to Connect with Christy and Gretchen. If you like our show, want more information, and want to connect with us, go to our website at www.conversationstoconnect.com and follow us on Instagram. We hope this episode has given you some useful tips to create meaningful conversations in your life. If you feel like you would benefit from talking with a therapist, one resource is www.psychologytoday.com, or you can contact your insurance company. See you next time.